And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bo and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on. Birds you think Jack Del Rio's not going to go to the bar and get a drink and then come back and, and you know, run his I team meeting? Give me a break. I, I can't speak what Jack Del Rio's going to do. But what I can tell you is, Marissa, is that. Marissa, let's, let's make that the drop. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what I can tell you is. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a post-game Birds with Friends at 12.11 in the morning following the Eagles' narrow defeat to the Arizona Cardinals. An exciting game, one of the more exciting games of the Eagles' season, joined by Zach Berman and Marissa Morris. What what, what did I miss here? Everybody doing all right? <laughs> you yeah, were, you're in that went out for a moment. So, we're starting um... the show off great. <laughs> oh, good. That's exciting. Can you hear me now? Yeah. We can. Did you did you hear any of the intro? I heard. We did. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, now we're totally thrown off, but that's okay. <laughs> Having some internet issues, that's probably going to be a problem throughout the episode. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to be able to watch the comments. So Marissa, you can uh, you can let us know if there's anything interesting on the comments, and uh, we'll we'll just see how far we get. I'd like to hear a Zach soliloquy anyway, and maybe you'll just end up having to call one of your brothers, and you guys can host the show together. Are, are you pitching it to Does me there? Am to I you? supposed to respond? <laughs> yeah, that was me to you. Yeah, yeah am I supposed to respond to, to the game part, to the yeah. how am I doing part, to the brothers part? You're supposed uh, to respond to whatever you want. Look, I'm I'm excited for this Act podcast. Like I'm not here. I'm excited for this podcast. This was a game that uh, I think warrants a lot of discussion, both in terms of the short term and the long term, right? Like this was a game that we can discuss the specifics of the game, but we can also discuss what it means going forward. And after it's week 15 of the season, we've come on this podcast now after nine losses this season. And there have been losses where it's just like we're repeating ourselves. Now we're in a situation where I, 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 th- I really think there's there's substantial future of the organization questions that are on the verge of being answered. And that with each week, we're getting more evidence about. I agree with you, All Zach. Right. Can you hear me right <laughs> now? <laughs> Marissa, this might be you and me doing this podcast. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. Oh, no. Can you hear us, Bo? Uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? But we're like, our timing is all yes. off. Let me try to let me try to refresh here. Uh, you guys, you guys try to vamp for a couple minutes. Zach, let me let me ask you this. Uh, why don't you Why don't you take us yes. through while I while I try to restart uh, what Doug Peterson said after the game? Sure. Uh, so so there are a lot of different things here. First off, we'll we'll start with his 
evaluation of, of Jalen Hurts. You might remember last week after the game, he was a little more tempered in, his, in what he was saying about Jalen. Tonight, he was more effusive, frankly, about Hurts. He liked the way Hurts played, liked the throws that he made in and out of the pocket, liked the toughness, mental and physical, liked the leadership that, uh, that uh, Jalen Hurts showed. So there are certainly things Jalen Hurts can work on, but he put the team in position to win the game. Uh, he did not name the starting quarterback for next week. I, I, I know there uh, is is some question as to why he just doesn't come out and say it's Jalen Hurts. I think it's fairly obvious to all of us that Jalen Hurts will start next week. I think that uh, if, if Doug Peterson was on this podcast with us, or if we were just talking with Doug Peterson, rather, I think he would probably it, it, uh, I'll say the same. I don't think he wants to do so publicly. This is my opinion because I, I, I'm knowing Doug. I, I think he would rather deliver that message first to the parties involved. So I, m- my guess is he wants to tell Jalen and and Carson, and maybe it extends to people in the front office before he makes that public declaration. But it, I, I think we can assume very safely that Jalen Hurts will be the starting quarterback next week. This is such a ridiculous dance that the that Doug Peterson and the Eagles are doing. Of course he's going to be the starter next week. Like why do we have to go through this charade just to just to like molly coddle Carson Wentz's ego? It's so stupid. Yeah, that's if if that's what's central to it, that uh the massaging what, Carson What else Wentz's would there be? What again. other reason could there be? Well, well, I I I think like I said knowing Doug that he he likes to he doesn't want his players to find out something through the media. So he doesn't want to get up on the lectern and say or at the lectern, not on the lectern. He's not standing on it. Um, Good job by going lectern over podium. Nice job. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's actually a pet peeve of mine. Correct. Like that's say that's good. Yeah, uh, he doesn't mm. want to uh, stand at the lectern and and, and say that uh, that Jalen Hurts is starting, Carson Wentz isn't starting without delivering the message to them first. I don't know for a fact that's the reason, but just from being around Doug for five years now, I assume that's the reason. Uh, okay, before we get to uh, the stuff that happened in this game and also the stuff that could happen big picture, and I think you and I disagree a little bit on what this means for um, the future of this Eagles team, uh, let's set up the stakes for what could possibly happen here on this episode, swooper sorecasting wise is that fair, Zach? Mm. Let's go through the scoreboard. Uh, sure, uh, sure, because Zach. that's more important than the game. So let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, of let's course. Well, we gotta set the we gotta set <laughs> the gotta stakes say, for the episode. All the comments in the chat are dying to know if they're gonna see another Berman tonight. <laughs> okay. so. All right, well, I, I I am going to address that. So let, let's get uh, to it. very nice, very nice a uh, drop of your Jersey accent there when you said "oh." <laughs> nice. Uh, the, the later at night it is, it slips out the, sometimes. The more, the more it comes out, I think. Uh, okay. Zach's irons in the fire. Travis Fulgham has more catches than Larry Fitzgerald. This was actually ended up pretty close, but I think Fitzgerald beat him out, right? He had three to two. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, he, he did uh, beat out Fulgham. Okay. So if only uh, Travis Fulgham had existed for the Eagles before the second half of this game, you might have had that. Uh, at least one of the two starting quarterbacks sets a career high in rushing yards. Unfortunately, that did not happen for you. But Jalen Hurts' longest run is longer than Kyler Murray's longest run. So you had that. You also have 
Zach convinces his wife or one of his brothers to join the post-game pod for at least five minutes, and during the guest's appearance, Zach will remain on screen but silent. So that could happen in this episode. Let's find out if it will matter. You've got one with potentially two pending. Shield. DeAndre Hopkins has the most receiving yards against the Eagles of any player this season, which was 184. Hopkins had 169, so he does not hit that, but he does hit. DeAndre Hopkins sets a season high in receiving yards, which was 151, so that's one for Shield. He also had Kyler Murray has a run of 30 yards or more, which did not happen. And Jalen Mills does his finger wag on an incompletion that he has nothing to do with. And that, unfortunately and surprisingly, did not happen. Bo, Elijah Riley, plays 20% of the defensive snaps, did not happen. Jake Elliott makes every kick. Yes, he did. He did not attempt a kick on the fumbled snap on the field goal attempt from Lovato to Zach Ertz, so that's one. And then at least one player in the game has multiple sacks. Thank you to my man from uh, the Arizona Cardinals, the guy who looks like uh, Latimer from the program, Gardacki, Gardeck, Dennis Gardeck, who just uh, is a, is a juice machine, gets two sacks. So I have two. So Zach, it is up to you whether you will be eliminated from the mm-hmm. season-long super sorecasting mm-hmm. or not. You can force a tie, which would make it three and a half to three and a half to one and a half, setting up a very exciting final two weeks of the season. How are you feeling? Well, I I need to talk to Marissa here because uh, okay, she uh, to is preface the judge. this, I have not heard this conversation. She has not yet, heard. So. Only she and Bo had. Uh, I'm like this nervous. Is something, <laughs> this is something that that uh, came up in conversation after the game, and what I am proposing is I am working on this be- uh, begrudgingly. I or I would say reluctantly. This is not something <laughs> I'm happy with, and as I stated in a text. Uh, very clearly that as as much as I dislike losing, I would accept losing rather than like uh, succumbing my my brothers to the or or subjecting my brothers to to what goes on on this podcast. Um, Few people better suited for this than you, who has I believe thirty seven brothers. <laughs> I have four brothers, um, but this is so I so I feel like for this, Shield should be involved. Number one and number mm. two, because we're doing a so midnight pod, because we're doing a, a midnight pod, and 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 some of my brothers are are probably are probably getting up like like an hour after we finish this podcast to go to work. Uh, Ooh, I will flex. say that's not really a flex. That's just I was early birds over there. Um, uh, what if I delivered for the Wednesday podcast still before the next mm. game, still before the next game? Uh, you can get whatever shenanigans you want. Uh, you can you can have the five minutes. I don't know why this is a thing, but if 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 I were to, to deliver for the Wednesday podcast, would that suffice for Deal. fulfilling the expert? Deal. All right. Deal. Good. You're right. the arbiter, Marissa. I agree. He's still delivering, okay. and yeah. according to what was stated, it did not. It said post-game pod. Post-game it pod. did. Okay, I feel like there's a case to be made that we should get the full point anyway. And Zach can keep it along, but... We'll still be doing the Squall 22 on Wednesday, correct? So technically, yeah, it, we're it's still... Before the next game, I think it's a bit of a subversion of the rules, but I am willing to uh, look the other way on 
uh, on behalf of the rest of the audience. I think it's in their best interest. I agree. Practically speaking, would you throw someone onto the podcast with, well, I, I suppose Marissa could ask questions too, but but with, with Bo leading the way, like I feel like Shio could a, a, at least be a buffer to whatever I think, questions might I be think coming. You're, I think you're being unfair to me. I think, I think you should know that I'm not going to go too far. Uh, also, I would go too far could, with you, not with not you. With you one of your literally loved ones. asked me about my honeymoon on like the second podcast we had. Yes. <laughs> you could get one of your kids on here too, and then they really won't mm. say it too much because they're that so would little. Be great. Yeah. So they I, might yeah. just like play with the mic, and the that timer is true, starts but, as soon as they they sit down. So, but knowing them, they wouldn't last five minutes. They it would be like thirty seconds with the mic, and then they they, they move on. How to about how about point. how about this, Zach? I say you get the points. If you allow the listeners to vote on who, oh. on which, on which Berman should the come listeners the podcast. want two brothers. If we're waiting until one, no, they want two. That would be good. Mark, two brothers, two brothers or a wife. <laughs> I, I, or or one. I think I would say two brothers equals one wife. <laughs> if he switches uh, to Wednesday, he has to double the brothers. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. No, Marissa already well, ruled. Marissa You've got ruled. some time to think it over. Okay. Marissa, right. you, and I think you it gives tell us, us all something to look forward to. It's like a It gives us something to look forward Christmas to on Wednesday. Present. That's true. Why don't you you monitor the comments and let us know if there are any other uh, reasonable suggestions. Needs to appear in Zach's mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let's uh, let's get to the actual game, Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to switch internets here, so I might go out for a second. So I'm going to give you a question um, that you can potentially vamp on. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's talk about just this this game itself. What did you think of the way the uh, the Eagles handled the end of the game? Um, what did you think of that drive? And then and then going like two thirty yard hail marys. It seemed like potentially they could have called something a little bit more creative there. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll address the second question first. I didn't like the two how beat the two Hail Marys. Obviously, they they couldn't throw short of the end zone in bounds, so it would have needed to be something toward the sideline. And I imagine the Cardinals were were playing that that uh, that might have been behind kind of the logic of, of going to the end zone. But I I didn't think those were high percentage passes. I probably would have taken one shot at the sideline and then one shot at the end zone. Um, they didn't do that, but frankly, I, I thought where they really hurt themselves was on the previous drive. They, they got to, what, the 13-yard line, 14-yard line. Uh, Hertz took two sacks there. Can't take those sacks in that situation. Um, but uh, I thought he put a real good throw to on the Goddard, right, on that the third down pass. Really nice throw. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah Goddard had a shot there, right? And so, uh, so I, I, you know, that was that was a tough play. And then the fourth down play – that was more of a jump ball. Arizona played played good defense there, but I I think that when you have I think first and goal from or I'm not or not first and goal a first and ten from the thirteen or the fourteen, uh, you need a a better effort there than than two sacks. Did you think it looked weird like Dallas Goddard could have been in better position on the last play of the game? I thought so Didn't too. You think so? Uh, yeah, I, 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 did I know think that. So that like, I don't want to be nitpicky. Yeah. Um, and he had, and he had gotten crushed on the play before, so I'm sure he was exhausted. Mm-hmm. But it feels like he was like he could have been right in position to catch that. So what would you have done on the third down? Thrown to the sideline. Uh, I mean, thirty yards out, you don't need to be throwing a hail mary. I, I, even if it's not, um, even if you're not picking up, you know, ten, fifteen yards, you could have taken a different kind of shot at the end zone. I feel like, but. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you, you think two shots is better than is better than one. 
Yeah, I mean, like you, I just you think can't you go short of the sticks. Have to be a hail mary, like if you go short of the sticks, I, I, oh, I'm not, I shouldn't say short of the sticks, short of the end zone. If you go short of the end go, zone, I, I don't yeah. think you're going to spike it. In well, time. yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be. Oh yeah, it's got to be towards the sideline. Yeah. So it's either, you know, it's either like an, an 11 yard pickup or or a shot at the end zone. But 30 yards out is not like doesn't need to be a hail mary. I feel like you could put something together. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's unfair. Fair enough. Okay, let's. I think I think my internet's settled. I'm I'm, I'm am I uh, looking good to you guys? You always are. Smooth. Oh, thanks. Yeah. All right, let's get to the big question then, because this is I think the the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I disagree a little bit about this. We were talking about it before uh, the podcast. I think it's over. I think that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for this Eagles team in 2021, at least week one. I think I think uh, the Carson Wentz era is is done, whether or not he knows it, whether or not the Eagles know it, it's over. Hertz has shown enough in the in these two games, and I know that you cannot judge a quarterback by two games. It's a tiny sample size; you can't extrapolate this. But he's shown enough that the Eagles now need to find out if he's the quarterback. And Carson Wentz is not going to like, you know, the, the the report that comes out today, you know, he doesn't want to be a backup. It's not necessarily news. It's more news that his people are are seeding that out there. Um, not that not that the content itself is news, but that the report being out there is news. I think this whole thing is going down exactly the path that we sort of thought it might once they benched Carson Wentz. Um, I think that the locker room is not going to forget the fact that that Hurts looks a lot better than like the offense itself looks much better with Hurts than it does with Wentz. I think I think this whole thing is a fait accompli at this point. I think Carson Wentz has played his last game with the Eagles barring injury. I disagree. I, I, I'm not suggesting that 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 can't happen or that the probability of that occurring has increased over the past eight hours or so. Uh, but what I, I don't think I, I think you're dismissing the possibility and and perhaps you can say the, the likelihood that the Eagles look at the financial obligation, they look at the past performance, they look at at the potential upside and say say our mission, our objective this offseason is to fix Carson Wentz. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna build an infrastructure with the sole intent, or well, I shouldn't say the sole intent, because your your main intent is to win Super Bowls, but 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 with the purpose, with the intent of fixing Carson Wentz, um, that's that's not like a a uh, sticking my head in the sand and picking Carson Wentz aside or anything like that. That's just looking at this from a practical perspective between the cap obligation, the commitment the organization's made, and the fact that a two game sample size on on, on Jalen Hurts. Is, is not big enough, as encouraging as it is. And what is the upside for Jalen Hurts? Is the up, like the, what's the most likely outcome for uh, for Jalen Hurts? I would say it's still middle of the pack quarterback. I, I don't think it's top Probably. third of the league quarterback. Probably. So but on a rookie contract. On a rookie contract, yeah. So so what you're doing there is 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 if you say, all right, we are committing to Jalen Hurts as our quarterback next year, then you're in you're essentially doing what the Broncos did last year which with Drew Locke. Drew Locke finished the season what four and um or, or or something like that. I I don't have the Drew Locke numbers in front of me, but you have a second round pick who who shows promise, 
and you don't know what the upside is, but you're encouraged by what you saw, and so you're going into, into the next year based on that limited sample size. Uh, and I think that, I don't know if that's the best course of action. Now, I, I don't know if, if, if Carson Wentz will ever get back to 2017 form. I don't know if he'll ever get back to 2019 form. But I do know that the Eagles have, have a larger sample size to go off of with Carson, and they have $128 million contract that hasn't even commenced with Carson Wentz. So I don't think it's going to be a knee-jerk reaction. I, I, I think it's, it's going to be looking at, A, who's your head coach? What's the infrastructure around him? Meaning, what's your offensive system? Who's calling the plays? Who else is on the roster? And then you go from there. Uh, and maybe you, uh, maybe you decide a change of scenery is best for both sides. And that could make sense. But I'm, I'm not sitting here saying it's over. The Carson Wentz era is done based on two games from Jalen Hurts. I think all of those things are potentially true. And I also think that they are just stepping stones um, in the inevitability of, of what is going to happen. And if you ask me who is more likely to have the better career from here on out, I think the evidence is probably tilted a little bit in Carson Wentz's favor. Mm -hmm. I think he he has enough of a sample size that there's a, a good chance he's going to be the better quarterback for the rest of their two respective careers. It's only been two games for Jalen Hurts, but in this organization, having turned the page, having having benched Carson Wentz and brought in Jalen Hurts, and the offense looking so much better with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, I think I think you are underestimating the locker room's impact on this decision. I don't think quarterback competitions happen in a vacuum. And I think Jason Kelsey's comments from this week are instructive um, in this sense. They, he was talking about something entirely different. But the line of um, – I have it here because it's in my column. Uh, the moment a team feels like you as an organization aren't doing your job for me to go out there and win, all of a sudden you've shown who you are. Uh, you don't care about me or this team. And if you as an organization are going to prioritize protecting your investment in one player over putting the team on the field that gives the team it, its best chance to win in the eyes of the players, I think you are starting from scratch. As I think you are starting from day one having lost the locker room. If you're going to tell me that Carson Wentz is the quarterback, nothing else happens, I think you, I think you have – half the locker room, if not more, tuning out. I mean, listen to the way these guys talk but about you're operating under the premise that, that like the, the locker room has, has lost complete faith in Carson Wentz. And I don't think they've lost I think they I think there are a lot of guys who like Carson Wentz, but I think they're watching the same thing we're watching. The team and the offense is much better with Jalen Hurts. The way they talk about Jalen Hurts like this natural leader, it's not like he's some schlub. Um I, I think I think it's over. Yeah, but you're not making a decision based on like what Quez Watkins thinks, right? You know, you're 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 talking no, but, like like but who these are the guys are watching the, the same room? thing we're watching. I mean, who are the pull setters in the in the locker room? Jason Peters. <laughs> um, I mean, if you're t well, well, first off, you have to establish who's who's back next year and who's not back next year. Right, like, right. like, like, there could be. Yeah, but, 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 I mean, like Fletcher Cox saying he wanted Carson Wentz to be the starter. Guess what? That was before Jalen Hurts' yeah. first game, and they've looked like he saw the the team has looked a lot better in these last two games. 
you know, uh, it's possible that Jalen Hurts goes out and throws, uh, you know, 10 interceptions in the next two games, and, and th- this looks silly. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I, I just – I think this is the, the door that they opened when they benched him, and, you know, we can argue I think they could have benched him sooner and maybe yeah. they would be in the playoffs right now. Um, and this is – the uh the possibility you open yourselves up to in that in benching him he could be gone forever and that's the way that this is playing out i think i think jillen hurts is probably you know history tells us going to be a, a you know a, a middle of the road quarterback at best but i think this is i think this is it now even if i don't even think that they can both come back and enter a quarterback competition in the summer i think i think <laughs> I it's over He's look, and I don't want to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. He's played two good. He's played. He's played two good games. And frankly, if 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 you read it, well, those who uh, who read my column, which will be out in a few hours, which is about like the evaluation of Doug Peterson. Now that we've 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 seen Jalen Hurts, it's more in line with with what you're saying than what I'm arguing. But I'm I'm not giving you my opinion of what I think should happen. I'm just practically I'm practically telling you like how I think this this could play out number 1 and I think you're overstating the the uh the weight that a 4-9 and 1 locker room is going to carry right like this is a who's how many of these guys are going to be back and are going to be core players when they win right Well you know who's coming back the guys who are going to be core players the young guys who mm-hmm. like love Jalen Hurts that's who's coming back yeah. Jalen Rager. Like, I mean, it's just like we – I can't say this enough. It's a two-game sample size, right? I know it is. But but it's it, – I mean, there's recency bias. Yeah. And, like, he's been he's been really, really good. He's been freaking uh, true. awesome. True. I mean, the, but I can give it, you a two-game play, sample size where Carson Wentz has been really good too, right? Of like, course you can. Yeah. But he's been good. He's been good in different ways. You know, he the – Against the against the Saints, he plays from ahead. He uses his his arms, doesn't right. have to throw too much. And then the excuses are, well, you know, that's a that that's game script was super positive for him. Like, let's see what he has to do when he has to come behind. Well, guess what happens the next week? He starts off terribly. They're down sixteen nothing, and he almost leads them to a come from behind victory. They might win if they you know have good special teams. They probably do win if if uh, they don't have like the worst special teams performance you've ever seen. So, like. He and he throws for over 300 yards. That the that, that I'm, uh, I agree with all total this. yards from scrimmage in the first two games. He's like the fifth best of all time. You know, not all those guys are great. Maybe he's just Matt Flynn. But I, like I, you have to see what you have. I think. Well, yeah, no, and, I, and it's a nice and it's a nice scenario where you trade Carson Wentz. Uh, you you eat the money. You tr- you try out Jalen Hurts for a year, and if he's not there, you can go back to the drawing board, and you're you know you're rebuilding with this turned over roster anyway. But I think this is what they have to do. So a few things there. First off, there is and also oh go ahead. There's yeah. there's no argument that could be made that this offense this year is better with Carson Wentz than, than Jalen Hurts. Like they were bad with Carson Wentz. They are much better with Jalen Hurts. Doug Peterson has called better games with Jalen Hurts than with Carson Wentz. The team has responded more with Jalen Hurts than with Carson Wentz. The way I, I phrased it in my column, I, I don't have it in front of me, but but it's it's almost become prescriptive. It's it's like when someone goes on an elimination diet to try to figure out like what's what's causing them problems and they figure out, you know, that the food that they eliminated was like the source of the problem. That's that's what you're seeing here with this Eagles offense. And frankly, I think that bodes well to 
Doug Peterson to the evaluation of Doug Peterson and the evaluation to the rest of the roster. Um, practically speaking, I understand all of that. What I am or what I am saying, and don't take this as me supporting Carson Wentz or saying they need to go with Carson Wentz. I'm just saying that that there's there's a big financial obligation, and the the question that they're that they need to ask is who has the better chance of being a top-of-the-league quarterback, top third of the league, Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts. And I bring up that Drew Locke example because you can be fooled well, by a limited sample size of, of a rookie quarterback. Um, and as poorly as Carson Wentz has played this year, he will get the benefit of the doubt because not just of the sample size, but because of the contract. Well, a couple. Uh, I, I mean, those are fair points. First of all, if you can't be hiring a coach because you think he's going to give you a better shot to resurrect Carson Wentz, you can't be like that's what happens the all the decision. time in this league. Right? You cannot be making the like. You cannot sell it as we think this is the guy who's going to turn around Carson Wentz when he just got benched. Like, just as you say, there's no way that you could make the case that like Carson Wentz should be the quarterback again this season. Nothing is going to change from the end of the season until the beginning of next season. So much is like, going to change. Jalen Hurts, from the end of season, but Jalen, but Jalen Hurts will still be the one who who finished the season playing better. Yeah, but so much like the off season. That's the. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. So well, here, I'll, it I'll would say be so insane way. for them to be there like, is, okay, uh, Jalen Hurts was great at the end of the year. He deserved to be the starter. Carson, you're our guy. What, that would be insane. Well, no, but one scenario, one scenario that they cannot have. And this is where I will agree. There cannot be a scenario in which both Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz return, because then what you because then you're yeah. just running your head against the wall, right? It's it's like it's the same thing, and and you're just hoping that it's better. That won't happen. But if you bring in if you have if if you're committing to Carson Wentz, and therefore you bring in a new coach and a new offensive system, what? Yeah, what you what, what you're saying. What <clears throat> What you're bringing, you, you you cannot sell like we bring in this guy because we think he's he's gonna uh, be the one to resurrect Carson Wentz. What happens if Carson stinks again for three games and they have to replace him with Jalen Hurts and all of a sudden well, you've got another yeah. another head coach who is a bad fit? But like this is what happens in 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 coaching all the time. You know, they're talking about this frankly with the Chargers with Justin Herbert. I, I think you and Shield supported this on the podcast the other night that you have to bring in a coach who is going to, like, maximize Justin Herbert, right? Like, well, that's just because Anthony Lynn's a bad coach. But my point is, is is that's, like, like that logic can't apply with Justin Herbert but <clears> not <throat> apply with Carson Wentz, right? Teams make decisions all the time based on the quarterback. What you're trying – if if the Eagles make a coaching change, my opinion is the coaching change will be done to try to unlock Carson Wentz or to try to, to fix Carson Wentz. I don't think there is – I don't think there is really any precedent, and I guess we should look into this. But I don't. Th- I can't think of any precedent of a of a quarterback being benched, and then getting his job back. Like at this at this level, with the with the backup playing this well, I mean it's 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 not dissimilar from like the Kevin Cobb Michael Vick thing. Mm-hmm. Like w- one guy is is your quarterback, he's your quarterback, and then another guy gets a shot and he outplays him, and that's it. It's over. Yeah. Now there's also no. I I agree. And I, I think Tony Dungy made that comment this week that, like, once you decide to bench your quarterback, you decide to move on. And frankly, this is something that I said throughout 
October, November, when we were talking about the possibility of benching Carson, I I said once you go there, you have to accept what could happen. Like like you you can't just look at the Kevin right. Cobb example. And this is what has happened. And, and and this is what happened. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U S based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, okay, Zach, I guess let's talk a little bit about uh, the game specifically. And uh, it was an ugly start Very. for the Eagles. It looked like this game might might get totally out of hand. Um, just to set the stage, you know, the Eagles had no Darius Slay in this game. They were starting Michael Jaquette on the outside alongside Kevon Seymour with Nikhil Roby Coleman in the slot, Jalen Mills, and Marcus Epps as safety. So that was a tough uh, secondary group charged with defending DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, and we'll get to, I guess, some of those plays because Michael Jaquette, I thought, did very well, even though DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. uh, had such a big game. So the, the Cardinals jump out to a lead, uh, a safety to start things off as Jalen Hurts uh, is called for intentional grounding in the end zone. The offense had a slow start. They're down 16 nothing. It looked like um, this might be a long day, and I think all the more impressive for the Eagles to then rally from there and uh, and make a game of it. Probably not something that we would have seen from uh, the 2020 Carson Wentz led Eagles. Uh, no, you you are right about that. And and we could start at the beginning of the game. It was it was a disaster for the Eagles. And uh, frankly, it looked at that point, you know, be, between the safety, which was a I'm I, I give Jalen Hurts a lot of credit for the day he had. Uh, that was a bad safety, right? That. that that was a play. Yeah, I, I thought there was a case to be made. They didn't have a good replay. There was a case to be made that he was maybe borderline outside the tackle box. Uh, but he, I mean, one thing we have seen from him, um, you know, he, he he was not sacked at all last week. He took a bunch of sacks this week, some of them not necessarily his fault. Yeah. Um, he is not, you know, super careful with the ball. He's got four fumbles in two games now. And I think it's kind of funny that it's like – one of the one of the comparisons you could make is to 2017 Carson Wentz. He's like uh, the Eagles go from one guy with with ball control issues to another. True, but he didn't. He did not throw any interceptions, and he's had two games yes. without interceptions. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that was a bad play in that spot. Then I mean, we can get to the special teams later, but just a disastrous day for the special oh my teams. God. Blocked punt, and it was like take your pick on who was going to block the punt. There was there was no blocking there. Uh, and and so they fall into that sixteen nothing hole, and uh, I thought Jalen Hurts at at that point really responded. And and you said the two thousand twenty Carson Wentz Eagles don't have that type of effort. What jumped out to me there was, and you mentioned this earlier, the the way Jalen Hurts threw the ball and really took advantage of the game through the air. Right, you know he he got different players involved. Um, I know we're talking about the beginning of the game here, but I I don't want to get ahead of myself, but. 
uh, we've talked about chunk plays, right? And how are they going to get chunk plays this year? Uh, this the stat was they had uh, seven passes of, uh, of of twenty or more yards. I I, I think it was, and that uh, hasn't happened since Nick Foles in two thousand eighteen. Mm. So. Well, it was so interesting because I, I touched on this before, but it was so different. Uh, he was successful in such a different way than he was last week. You know, last week it was it was lead with the legs mm-hmm. and make a couple plays on on quick one read throws on the outside. This game, like the the game script, put it in his arm, and he was able to do that. Last week he only threw two passes, only compl- only attempted two passes uh, more than twenty yards downfield and didn't complete any of them. And as you said, seven plays for over completions for over twenty yards in this game. Um, I thought it, I thought it was an impressive look into um, you know there's this guy can win. I mean they didn't win the game, but this guy can play um, in more than one way. It was exciting. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and I and that's what I asked Jalen after the game because I thought that was the most encouraging development of of his performance. I I, I admit when when uh, when they drafted him, and it's probably on on record in our post game pod. I'm sorry, post draft night pod, and then in the story, I, I and I watched a lot of Jalen Hurts in college. I said, like, you know, there are questions about him as as a passing quarterback. You know, he was benched at halftime of the national championship game because he couldn't complete a pass, basically, right? Like they needed a quarterback who can complete a pass, uh, and he. It's a credit to how much he's improved as a passer during these past three years that. First off, his deep balls is really good, and we saw that during training camp, and and that mm-hmm. continues to be the case. That first day, remember that very yeah. first day, Quez Watkins dust for Sewell Douglas. He he puts good air down under the, down the right he, side he, yeah, He's accurate with it. He, he 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 does a good job there, and he's how about the juice on Quez Watkins running on, running down the sideline, the spin move, you and know, run down the sideline. Yeah, we talk about Rager like doesn't look like doesn't look that fast on the field. Quez Watkins looks fast. That's your guy too. I mean, that was yeah. that was pre-draft. You were all over Quez. That's true. You know, that was one of those like uh, lose the battle and win, and win the war one because uh, you know I I had written about John Hightower as like the mid-round speed guy right. they should go after and and, and you wrote and I liked Hightower yeah. too. I liked him from the Shrine. Yeah, game, you had him in, in your. I liked Quez more. Yeah. Quez was one of my guys. Exactly. Quez and Gabe Davis. Exactly. Who's having a great so rookie you're season? All over that. Although I was also over uh, Darnell Mooney. Uh, late and uh, he's. I think he has. He had his fourth or fifth touchdown. Um, mm. So, uh, anyways, but that's. I mean, well, we can stop patting ourselves. That's on the more back. touchdowns than Jalen Rager. Yeah, we can stop patting ourselves in the back here. No, I. I thought you know. I, I thought the supporting cast helped him out more today too. And, and and look, I I need to say this on the podcast because we have ripped Alshon. Because Jeffrey. there's nowhere else to say it. Well, yeah. we have ripped Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, we've been very critical yeah. of the organization Rightfully for the so. roster decision. Alshon Jeffrey for his performance. He showed up today. Yeah, he did sort of. I mean, um, like the the pass interferences he drew. That's like part of being a wily veteran, right? Like that's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, this was obviously his best game of the season. Um, and as my uh, as my uh, subject or or a name on the Zoom will tell you, like I thought it was. Really, just an embarrassing performance from Patrick Peterson to be getting know. dusted by by Alshon Jeffrey. I didn't think he was getting um, dusted and, by him. Though. And and I don't. And I think that I think like there are people who are saying this on Twitter, and I and I think it's probably a re a, a fair thing to say. Like you think Alshon Jeffrey is trying as hard on some of those plays 
for Carson Wentz as he was for, I, as he was for Jalen Hurts. I, I I don't want to say that. I mean, I, it's I hard not to read it, it that way. I I, I mean, you look know. at the you look at the like quote unquote jump he had in the that game, uh, in that Browns Brown, game. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to to imagine he would be making the same effort. Maybe he's just you know gotten yeah. that much more healthy. But he looks fine. But I mean, at the same time, too, right? Like, but at the same time, like Alshon Jeffrey did, uh, th- like was so great. Well, guess what? Like the Jalen Rager injury forces them to finally have Travis Fulgham on the field, and yeah. he has two huge catches on the final drive. Like yep. he should still be on the field instead of Alshon Jeffrey, or at least be on the field more. You're absolutely right. Uh, but but look, Zach Ertz ha- has been like nowhere to be found this year. He had two yeah. of his uh, three longest completions, uh, or, or I should say, receptions of the season today. Uh, so Ertz was making plays, like you said, Quez Watkins. Now now that was on those yards after the catch. Greg Ward, uh, that was a, that was a nice touchdown catch. I thought, and they got their screen game working a, a little better today. I, I thought just the whole offense functioned better with Jalen Hurts. So. I think that speaks to Jalen Hurts, and it also speaks to Doug Peterson. Uh, Marissa, it looks like we got a uh, we got a troll in the comments. What's going on over here? Yeah, there's a lot going on in the comments. Somebody's saying they miss Jill because uh, we're not reading them. So I'm reading everything. So you, nothing gets past me. So let's all be Feel nice. Feel free to jump in anytime. Let's all be nice, people. Um, yes, we have a few trolls in the chat. Um, mm. So let's let's uh, all get along and not be mean to each other. Um, Jeremiah Dolan, go back to your uh, go back to your mom's basement. <laughs> Yeah. And um, uh, go to sleep. You've got school tomorrow morning. I did ask the chat how they were feeling about um, whether there would be an open competition. And Mm. a lot of people uh, think that we're more leaning towards what Bo was saying that Mm. Hertz should, it shouldn't be an open competition. Bad news. That must mean Zach's going to be right. (laughs) Well, and, and that goes back to the report this, this morning. I don't see a scenario. Like there is, there's literally, or I shouldn't say literally here. I cannot imagine a scenario where Carson Wentz is on this roster and he's not the starting quarterback. I mean, maybe the only scenario is if he loses a quarterback competition and then you you have him as a backup next year and you just eat the money the following offseason. But I think if you're bringing him back this year, you're committing to him as your guy. I think otherwise you try. I him. just I do not think there is any scenario in which they can proclaim in the offseason, that Carson Wentz is the starting quarterback, no competition. I do not think there's any way they can do that. Well, then you trade him. Like, if if, if you're going to have a quarterback competition, you, you trade him. Because, like we've discussed on this pod... I mean, maybe you stack the deck and you think that he's going to win the competition, but you cannot. Like, there is absolutely no way in which you can completely ignore what Jalen Hurts did and say, this guy's our starter, this guy's our backup. But, it, like, as as we've discussed, the league still, or people in the league, at least, I don't want to say the entire league, still think highly of Carson. Whatever value Carson has now, okay, um, there is, like, if you have any question, that, or I shouldn't say any question, if there's question enough to have a competition, then you just trade them because you're not going to, if he loses right. the competition, I agree with that. there's no value at all to, to get from him. Uh, I don't know about, I don't know if that's true um, because I think, I mean, I think Hertz's level of play has helped the Eagles. If, if, if Hertz was bad and there was still going to have to be a competition, then Wentz looks worse, but Hertz has been so good that it makes it, um, reasonable to try to trade Wentz without totally falling on your face and, and admitting defeat. I mean, I think, well, 
Well, no, I'm talking about. I think you can sell it as we found a different quarterback. You mean you this offseason? It's like the false thing. We're going to. Yeah. 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 No, no, I agree with you this offseason. I'm saying that if he if comes he, back he and loses the competition, year. there is no value. Well, in but, in, but what because if. You, but if because then he's what two years removed from well. productive. But then he's two years removed from any type of like meaningful Yeah, but he production. hasn't been bad. He's been on the bench. He's a mystery. It's Yeah, it's, but who's giving a valuable asset for a 29-year-old quarterback who's two years who, who hasn't played in two I years? don't know. The Eagles, the Eagles traded with Sam Bradford. A, a second round pick. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, that's, exactly. That's like basically the only it thing. just takes one team. Yeah, sure. I don't I don't think it's uh, But that I crazy. think like that's if if you're going to have a competition, trade him this offseason because I do think you you can get value for him this offseason. Yeah, I think we think the same thing. I think you're just slower to get to the end point. No, but uh, than because I, I think I'm you're just, just no, no, no. I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean slower. <laughs> That's not. Marissa's asking. You're slower. No, I don't mean slower. No, no. <laughs> I just think. I, I think you are, uh, and this is a credit to you. You're more willing to go through the process. Yeah. And I'm just fast forwarding to. I think what we what is going to be the end point. Like the, the Eagles are gonna, they're well, no matter who the quarterback, the head coach is, they're gonna come out this offseason and they're gonna say we've got two starting caliber quarterbacks. It's a good problem to have. All this stuff is great. We'll we'll find out what happens in the summer, but we're not worried about it because it's the most important position in football. And then they're gonna trade Carson Wentz. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I I think you're just not giving. Uh, I think Bo froze. That's a good. That's a. Oh, okay. You're back now. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was a, it was a good it was a good face you were frozen on. I I I don't think you were giving enough um, weight to the possibility that they say uh, Carson's upside's higher. Let's let's figure this out with Carson. Okay. Well, we've got uh, I guess we've got a long uh, off season. And, yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna have this. To I'm sorry, Marissa. We're gonna be talking about this every week for about thirty weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward uh, to it. Uh, now uh, I think both frozen really again. frozen. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Great stuff, guys. Sorry about the internet. No problem. Uh, let's, do it. let's do a couple of quick hits on the game itself, Zach. Um, 
you know, I made this I, I made this point on Twitter, but like Quez Watkins, Michael Jaquette making like the biggest plays in this game. Jaquette forced two fumbles. Um, I think is a an important uh, rebuttal to the idea that uh, like playing to win is is about playing your veterans. Like at some Absolutely. point, uh, you gotta let the young guys play because they, maybe they are going to be better. Like maybe they are they are going to be really good and make game winning plays. You are absolutely right, and uh, the only way to see talent is to play. The, you know, is 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 to play them. Ooh, that's a good one. What's that? Only only way to see talent is to play talent. I like that. <laughs> um, and uh, and the the veterans they have haven't been working right. You know, uh, and, and so and and by the way, if it's, this is no disrespect to like uh, to like Kevon Seymour. And Eagles don't really have a lot of those guys on the depth chart anyways, like uh, depth cornerbacks. But I would rather have have like the young draft pick than the recycled veteran, you know? And this was the argument against playing Jamon Brown earlier this season, right? And right. Uh, and there are other examples of this. Richard Rodgers, right? You know, and, and Richard Rodgers has, <laughs> has, has contributed for them. But... Um, I mean, he's been the best tight end in the league. <laughs> but my, but I, I think your point is accurate, that... Uh, it's it's not binary. Like you're either competing or you're playing younger players. Sometimes you those younger players are better than the guys who are out there. Well, yeah. I mean, think about the think about the players who have been uh, wins for the like. Think about the players who who are going to be on the team next year in important roles that we've learned about this year by them just being forced into action. Jordan Mailata, maybe Jack Driscoll, maybe Nate Herbig. Travis Fulgham, Alex Singleton, I don't know, maybe Michael Jaquette. Yeah. Um, like all these guys, there have been a bunch of guys who have, you know, have not been good, but there have also been, you know, Jamon Brown and, uh, you know, Nate Gary or uh, even like Vinnie Curry, these guys who are, who are soaking up snaps, and it turns out that maybe the guys behind them should have been taking a Josh Sweat. Like these guys should have been playing more all along. You're right. I I I agree with you, and and by the way, you could make the argument too that, uh, and I, I thought Nikel Roby Coleman actually played played decently tonight, uh, or okay. or today, fine. but he's been bad, but yeah, but you can make the argument that Michael Jaquette showed some promise earlier this summer, right? Maybe he should have gotten more time at outside corner, and you can play Avante Maddox in the slot where he's where he's played in yeah. the past, right? Just to just to get young juice on the field, um, because I I, I think. Uh, you know, I I do think there's there's merit to what you said. I I think sometimes there's this misconception, and it's no disrespect to what Jason Kelsey said the other day. Um, I I don't think you should be playing for a draft pick, but I I don't think playing younger players means you're throwing in the towel. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's you know it's like the Jets winning today. Like, they're they're the players on the field are always going to be still trying to yeah. win, whether or not. Um, the organization is set up, and you know, if you're trying to lose, there's no better way to do it than have Adam Gase coach your team. So, <laughs> except when you play the Rams, happens. right? Yeah. yeah, seriously. How about that? What a like, what a good, what like a, a franchise altering game. I don't know. Maybe maybe that makes the Jags GM job so attractive mm-hmm. that uh, you know people want people want that instead. I mean, it's it's uh, just a thought. Like Trevor Lawrence is that good? You know, watching him last night, or yeah, yesterday afternoon rather. It was, a, it was a four o'clock game, but uh, yeah. I don't know. The, um, did you watch that one? No, I didn't. Uh, I haven't watched a college football game all year. Oh, I watched parts of it. 
You watch parts of it. He's very it's the good. Same four and, teams and every year. And you're like, seeing the, the gap between the other quarterbacks behind him. Too. Exactly. So, yeah, Fields was. Fields I was, can't be feeling too good right now. <laughs> I, I was watching a lot. Of, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I was watching that Big Ten game. Um, yeah. And I've been, I, I, like, I've been a Fields believer, but man, Trevor, the, the gap between Trevor Lawrence and the other guys is significant. Yeah. You, you no haven't Ivy watched League a football. single college there's, football game. There's no college football for me. Yeah. But I guarantee you before the draft, you're going to have like the boldest draft picks on these guys. <laughs> I'm going to do my work. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to, I'm going to win four of my decisions. It's not like, it's not like watching a couple games on, on the, the game broadcast is going to make me. That much more knowledgeable. I'm sure, it will. It's it's more exposure to these guys. I think that's I think that's debatable. I think that could be uh, that could be fool's gold. Okay. You know what we did yesterday? That's it. Case uh, and I were doing a lot of uh, baking cookies, mm. um, doing some holiday cookies, and then we we got in the car and, and gave them to some friends um, in the city. And then today we were gonna we were gonna give some uh, plates of cookies to the neighbors. And I've uh, I created such a such a cookie giving monster that like a couple of the neighbors who we know weren't there to answer the door, and so Casey was insisting that we just continue down the block, knock on knocking on random doors until we got somebody who was home. <laughs> so we, we we gave them we gave them to a couple of randos today just just so we could give them away. What kind of cookies were? Kind of funny. Uh, we did uh, we did four different kinds of cookies. Um, he did his his grandma helped with some uh, some sugar cookies, and then we did some uh, some Wolf classics, some Wolf holiday classics. There's like a chocolate like brownie crinkle thing. Uh, there's a uh, like an oatmeal base with a uh, with like a dark chocolate and uh, nuts on top. And then there's uh, my personal favorite, which is it's called, I believe, a snowball, which is like uh, some uh, walnuts or oh, um, yeah. pecans mixed in with the dough for like some uh, uh, confectionery sugar and then a little rolled in a little confectionery sugar. I like those. Those are my favorites. Nice. Right. Making me that's, hungry. Yeah, that's, that's a good activity with your son. 106. Uh, Casey, Casey nice, and I will uh, drive. We'll drive over to you, and we'll we'll drop off a plate yeah. for you. But they're not gluten free. You got to do gluten a gluten free option next time. Mm, that's true. <laughs> they do definitely do don't taste as good. Uh, what did you do other than watch football yesterday, Zach? I sp- I spent some time with my, I spent a lot of time with my family. Um, yeah, family I mean, time. I hung out with the kids. Yeah, there it was. It was like frigid outside, so there wasn't. Am I cutting out again? There wasn't much to. No, no, you're here. I, you know, I I took a walk with them, but uh, yeah, it's you're. I think you're frozen now, but it was it was frigid outside. <laughs> and the face that he's frozen on is yeah, pretty great. Um, anything else uh, we should touch on while Bo's here? Uh, gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you back? What happened? He's back. I'm back. You froze yeah. on a really, uh, really. On a funny picture. Yeah. What were you going to say we needed to touch on? No, I was asking Zach if there's anything else we need to touch on uh, while, while you were well, gone. Yeah, we should probably like, like start to wrap things up yeah. now so we don't <laughs> get this happen again. Uh, okay. What's, um, uh, did you, were, were there any game thing, game uh, Peterson, game management decisions we need to talk about? Yeah, there were. There was a, um, there was a punt on a fourth and six. I think it was at the 42, maybe 43. That mm. now was this that was this Elliot's first punt or no no uh, this was when Cam Johnson was still in the game it was Johnson's last yeah. punt yeah okay. uh, that I I think that I thought they should have gone for that 
I thought they should have gone for two. And that was when they called that bad screen on third and six, which I think exactly. they had gained a little bit. Then they yeah, you made that point there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I thought Doug should have gone for the two point conversion uh, when uh, when Cam was out. Now that was a bad snap by Lovato. Akeem Talib seemed to think yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's so tough. <laughs> like, it's, like what, a, what, a, what a tough deal yeah, for Ertz. Yeah, if, 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 the, if the regular holder was out there, he, he would have scooped it up. I don't know. Like That was like a ground ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is that? that was a really bad snap. Come on, Lovato. Yeah. Give Ertz a shot. I thought Jake Elliott uh, did a good job punting. Like that, The second punt he had was he a did. really good punt. Um, yeah, it was. And then I thought, um, but uh, I, I, I don't want to rip on the broadcasters too much because I've never – I've I've never broadcasted like an NFL game. I I don't know how they get this information. But first off, they made no mention of the fact that Jake Elliott was out. I was watching the game and I was like, "Is that?" They mentioned it once. No, no, no. That at, fir- at first, when it happened. Oh yes. yeah. At first, when it happened, yeah. So I saw number four back there, and I'm like, "Wait, that's weird." And then the Eagles announced that Johnston had a uh, head injury, and then mm-hmm. um, but they didn't announce it on the broadcast, and they were debating like the Eagles went for a fourth down, and. Uh, and, and and they were debating whether they should uh, go for it or not. They didn't acknowledge that that the Eagles punter was mm. hurt. Um, I put that on. I put that on the the producer. Okay. And and the play by play guy. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Uh, but like they also had the they also had the timeouts wrong at the end of the first half, uh, which I which I would put on the, the broadcast itself. I thought I liked Talib. Yeah, so did I. Given the alternatives, yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah, I, I keep Talib. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, Give me a little something different. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but then I I, I think. Too, I, I don't want to run too far over. I know you got a lot of writing ahead of you, but uh, and Marissa has like a lot of work in general. Like she she produces eighteen podcasts. I got a Browns. I got a Browns uh, pod tonight after this that has a total different tone. Seriously, on it. yeah, yeah. Their coach and quarterback are are in. Yeah, they're they're ready together. to start yeah. celebrating on that. Uh, uh, some some uh, injuries along the offensive line though that they need to be worried yes. about. They did, but uh, they should have. But they have, depth, so that's, yeah, they have a lot of depth. Yeah, they have a lot of depth. They do. They do have a lot of depth. Um, yeah. But uh, special teams. I like Nick Harris. <laughs> yeah, it's yes, yeah, so do I. Nick, Har- Nick Harris. Nick Harris. Yeah. Oh, I lost. Yeah, I liked him in the draft. Yeah, no, he he looked great tonight. He filled in on the second play of the game for Chris Hubbard and really did well. I don't think Baker was sacked once, so Baker's looking really good. Marissa should host this podcast. She, she, like, she knows more than both of us. I mean, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, special teams was uh, it was a disaster, and disaster. Do you think do you think there's any chance Fip is back? I can't see that. No, I mean, if there's a new coach, yeah, you're bringing bad, yeah. yeah. Fip's a nice guy, but this has been. I mean, the whole unit's it's, underperformed. They've been this bad year. for a couple of years. And then now. tonight, uh, yeah, we mentioned the uh, the the blocked. Punt. We mentioned the block kick, but we didn't mention the yeah, fake punt. Yeah, they fell yeah. for a fake there, and uh, they just looked unprepared for it, right? Now, I I don't know how you decipher looks. Well, they had the defense on the field. Yeah, like Jalen Mills this and Marcus Epps. This is the second Epps. time this has happened. Yeah, Jalen Mills and Marcus Epps just, just both jumped, you know, just like, like uh, I guess, didn't recognize it. Their first step was in. It's like when you play outfield, and they say mm-hmm. your first step has to be out, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. it's harder to run back once you take the step forward. But... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was bad, and um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put the punter getting injured on him, but but those two plays were major problems in the game. And they have no juice in the return game. No I juice. Mean, I mean, they st- they're still not putting Jalen Rager back there. So, well, and also like the, even the kickoff returns. Yeah, Boston like, Scott got, just um, runs into the wall. Yeah, you got Blake Countess. They called called him up to the roster. He's a good kickoff returner. Let him yeah. return kicks. True. True. 
Just an idea. So. All right. Well, we do got we do have uh, lots to get to, and we I think we're going to do a a supersized episode on Wednesday, a two for oneer. Great. Um, Wait, two Bermans. Right? So. <laughs> No, just, I don't think we have enough time for that, honestly. Well, you count as one. Mm, yeah, yeah, thank you. I count of, we've got nothing but time. I think I think uh, if I believe the commenters uh, laid down the law, I believe two brothers or one wife. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, think about or it. Two brothers is if better. You have two bar- a wife and a brother, I say he gets a flat-out win. Oh, that, I that's can, I don't know if I can actually, go for that. I, I don't know if I want to subject my wife to this. Like, my, I think my... <laughs> Yeah. Well, that would be the criteria. Yeah, I think two brothers is good because then it deflects the attention on just one. True. Then you get, then you get a little. Or they could just team up. That might make it worse. Right then, yeah. All of a sudden, then the yeah. Burmans would outnumber the non-Burmans. <laughs> well, no, there will be three of you. So that's yeah. true. Um. Anyways, there's a loaded show on, on Wednesday because we need to talk about what's going on with the team midweek, and then we need we need Shields evaluation of the game. We have super forecasting, and we have our predictions. And uh, just to quickly set the scene, the Eagles, uh, we haven't even talked about this, are not eliminated from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So uh, they remain a game and a half back of Washington. What they need is to finish 2-0 and against the Cowboys and Washington in Week 17, and they need Washington to lose to the Panthers next week, and they also need the Giants to lose at least one more game. The Giants play at Baltimore next week, which you would think is a loss, and then uh, they play the Cowboys in Week 17, and the interesting wrinkle is that both Washington and the Giants play next week at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. The Eagles play the Cowboys at 425, so the Eagles theoretically will know by kickoff whether or not they uh, control their own destiny or whether they have been eliminated from the playoffs. So it could still happen. I don't think it's that Washington-Carolina, you know, Washington will be favored, but I don't think it's insane to think that Carolina could pull off that upset, especially against Dwayne Haskins. I agree. Okay, so uh, an interesting week ahead and uh, an interesting several months coming. Uh, That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks for listening uh, and for watching and commenting on YouTube. Shout out to uh, the trolls in the comments. You know, I hope that you find uh, Templar wherever he is and you guys can can hang out together. Um, For Zach, Marissa, and Sheil, I'm Bo. And for all the rest of the Burmans, thanks for listening, and we love you.